Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Hayat Podcast. This is Sara. Hope everyone enjoyed our previous episode. For today's episode, I would like to welcome our guest, the mayor of Burridge, Gary Grasso, who also happens to be the candidate for the Illinois 6th Congressional District. Mayor Grasso, how are you doing? And thank you for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me, Sarah. Um, I would like to start this conversation by you telling us more about yourself. So I am the mayor of Burridge, as you say, on the public service side. I was also the 911 chairman in DuPage County, the emergency uh, board for when people dial 911. We rehabbed that entire board and saved the taxpayers $9 million on an annual basis and gave them a lot of uh, better service. A little bit about me. I was the first one in my family ever to get an education. Um, I went to college at Georgetown University in Washington, D.C. I uh, met a, a lovely girl and from Hinsdale and moved out here to the Chicago area over 40 years ago. We've been married over 40 years. We have six children, five boys and a daughter. And we also have six grandchildren. And I'm running in the 6th district, as you pointed out. So six, so six is six, your lucky number. Six <laughs> is my lucky number right now. And... Uh, uh, so I, uh, I'm a, a lawyer, I was also the first one in my family ever to get a professional degree. <clears throat> I went to law school at night, um, and uh, so I know what it is to work hard and how many people work hard, and uh, I've lived the American dream. Uh, and I'm, I want to preserve that American dream, which is why I'm running for Congress. But uh, also as the mayor of Burr Ridge, you know, we kept Burr Ridge open during the pandemic, but we did balance... Uh, social distancing and masking for those that wanted it. And I gave, I sent out 140 um, mayor's messages to give them information during the crisis so people could uh, make uh, intelligent decisions during the pandemic. So that's a little bit about me, and uh, I've got a lot more I could tell you about, but uh, I'm sure the viewers want to get into maybe some of the issues. Now, I know you <clears> pointed <throat> out um, the American dream is one of the reasons you ran for Congress. Can you talk more about that? What made you decide that you want American dream to be related to you running for Congress? Thank you. Um, every generation in American history has basically done better than the generation before. That's kind of... A legacy of, of America, course. and uh, I'm, you know, I, I said I've got six grandchildren, and I'm, I'm concerned that their opportunities are not going to be the same as mine. Even though my family didn't have much, uh, my father had a sixth grade education, my mom came from a broken home, but we were a, a tight knit family, and we had uh, opportunity. I think opportunity is being taken away from the American people now. The economy is uh, out of whack. We are not using the resources that uh, God gave us uh, in this country, uh, and we are much more reliant on other countries that uh, are not our friends. Uh, education has gotten enormously expensive, and the return on that education isn't what it used to be. Uh, and so um, uh, the family unit uh, is important to me, education is important to me, and opportunity is important to me, and all of those things, I think, are deteriorating in this country, and I'm going to fight to make sure that uh, this next generation has the same opportunities or more than what I had. Uh, Mayor Gresso, <clears throat> you talk about education, um, and you mentioned it more than one time. Tell me about the changes that you aim to make when you're elected 
in terms of education quality and curriculum since it's so important to you as you spoke before and you said you're one of the very first people in your family to go to college and how you're concerned about the education quality. So let's start with quality and then I'll get to curriculum. But quality, mm-hmm. um, it has to be more equal in this country. And, and, and that's really an acute problem here in Illinois. And I'm, I'm not criticizing the people in the past, but we have relied too much on property taxes to fund education. Property taxes in Illinois are, are very, very high, principally because um, uh, that's the only way that the communities in Illinois have funded education. And then what you get is unequal schools. Uh, those areas that are better to do, have a better ability to pay higher taxes, they traditionally have better schools than That's the true. areas that do not. That's not fair. Uh, the federal government can help out a little bit more. Uh, we, we can send uh, funds here uh, to uh, places like Illinois uh, to fund our schools on an equal basis. Have, have requirements uh, um, on what curriculum will be, and we'll get to that in a second, uh, and what basic education uh, should uh, encompass, and, and then take the burden off the taxpayer, the property taxpayer, to fund education. Put it more uh, equally uh, on, on, on the government that, that can help pay for it. Now, um, when it gets to curriculum, uh, there's two things there for me. One is, Let's get back to trade schools and things like that. It's, everybody shouldn't necessarily go to college. People who want to become electricians, plumbers, those types of things make great living in this country. There's lots of opportunity in the construction industry and in trucking and other things, and we should teach these skills in school. Um, and, and one of the things that I'm very concerned about now is what's being taught in some of the grammar schools and the elementary schools. And, and that gets to the topic of, you know, sexuality and uh, some of the things and some of the books that I've seen, uh, I, I object to. And I think those topics are, are very uh, personal and they should be between parents and children. I do not believe that a second grade teacher, a third grade teacher, a fourth grade teacher, a fifth grade teacher should be talking about sexual orientation. Um, and sexuality to their children. I think that's a subject in those ages f- for parents, if they even want to discuss it at that time. These are very tender age children. And seeing pictures and not understanding relationships between men and women and, and, and you know, generally between, uh, between the sexes, it's very hard, I think, for children to grasp this. And I know that uh, I'm glad my children weren't subjected to that, and, and, I, and I'm going to suggest that that's not the right way to handle things. But your grandchildren are currently being subjected to that. <clears throat> well, they will be. One, one's you know not quite old enough yet. Uh, we've got six very young grandchildren. Oh, okay. So, uh, so thank you for that correction. But yeah. you could assume that that they would be subjected to it. Not yet, but they're hitting those grades. My my oldest uh, grandson is uh, just in first grade. Uh, so, so luckily they soon. haven't got it'll yeah, be soon it and be soon. and so that's why I want to speak up about it now yeah tell me more about mm-hmm. the idea of promoting that type of um, education and the context about sexuality and education how it's being pushed you know on people and enforced yeah and I think you've Sarah you've hit on the key word it seems to be almost a requirement uh, and and pushed is, is a is a word for that and, and again, that should be a topic that a parent weighs in on and decides. 
Um, not a school board, not a teacher. Um, and even if they think that their intentions are well-founded, that's a subject they should not be dealing with, in my opinion. That is a parental uh, right that should not be usurped by a school board or a teacher. For sure. And, you know, there's no doubt that life has been getting harder, like you said, about it's been changing. You know, we have different chances, different opportunities now from the Americans before us. But like we said, it's getting harder in terms of education. But what about economically speaking? How are you going to make changes when you're elected in terms of the economy? Well, I'm going to fight for energy independence again. I think that we have to get back to that. It doesn't matter who the president was or who wasn't. Is it the right policy? Mm -hmm. And I think it is the right policy. Um, I think I said uh, maybe before we came on that God put these natural resources in this country and uh, as, as God has done so in, in so many places around the world. Um, we should take advantage of those natural resources, especially when, it, um, when it's adversely affecting our, our, our economy, causing uh, unbelievable inflation. Look, uh, the price of gasoline, the price of groceries, that affects everyone. It's not the poor, but it's the middle class also. People are struggling day in and day out, and I will fight for energy independence, more manufacturing in this country. I think if people want to, uh, for example, invest in manufacturing, those investments and the money there should be credited towards their, um, towards their companies. Uh, they shouldn't be taxed on those investments. There should be encouragement to get back to, when I was a kid, made in the USA. I think we don't see that anymore. And, and it's very important that we get back to made in the USA. And I think I alluded to, to the trades. And people then uh, being given opportunity to learn trades, build their own businesses, because at the end of the day, small business is really what drives the economy in America. That's true. Mayor Grasso, it was a pleasure having you here on Hayat Podcast. Best of luck on your campaign, and I hope we get to have you again in the future. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode on Hayat Podcast, and stay tuned for more exciting content. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to your listeners.